Hey, welcome back. This is our podcast extra of our Heaven Show. I want to just bring you up to speed here. We interviewed both uh, Dr. Robert Jeffress as well as Pastor John Burke about their two books about heaven. Pastor Jeffress's brand new book is called A Place Called Heaven for Kids, 10 Exciting Things About Our Forever Home. And then John Burke's book has been out longer. It's called Imagine Heaven, Near-Death Experiences, God's Promises, and the Exhilarating Future That Awaits You. I promised our radio audience that we would do a little podcast extra because these gentlemen have gone to all this work and uh, they're renowned men and they have a lot to say and I didn't want to just leave them short with uh, the radio broadcast. So we're now doing a podcast extra for this next 15 minutes and I hope it's a blessing to you. We're going to move on in our conversation about heaven, but uh, I would like both of the men just to give a quick overview of their book and then I've got some more important questions to ask that I promised our radio audience we would get to in this podcast. So uh, since I started with Dr. Jeffers last time, I'll start with John this time. What, John, do you think that people will be most surprised by? And I'm talking about unbelievers and believers in your book, Imagine Heaven, about the uni- unified reports of what people saw when they died and left their bodies and their brains were not functioning, their hearts had stopped. What do you think people would be most surprised by in the many accounts in your book? Well, I think that um, how real the life to come is. And in fact, what people say is it's more real than this life. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that people are skeptic or, or hesitant to talk about it, even though the Gallup poll found one out of 25 people has had one of these experiences, but they're hesitant to talk about it because imagine if this experience of life we're living were really being lived on a flat black and white picture. And when you die, you're ripped out of that two-dimensional picture and you're brought into a three-dimensional room of color and you experience three dimensions in color and then you're put back in the flat black and white picture and you have to describe three dimensions of color in two-dimensional words of black and white. That's what I believe people are struggling to do. Yeah. And, but it's more real. We are, we are not ourselves fully until we're where we were intended to be, the place Jesus created for us to live with him. Which is such a relief when life is hard, honestly. And that's the reason that Dr. Jeffers wrote his book, is because life is hard. And kiddos have to deal with tragedies and school shootings and death of loved ones and violence and pornography and all the things that come at a child nowadays. And uh, he wanted to give them the, the hope that you just referred to, John. What do you think? You say that there's a reason that children should know about heaven, Pastor Jeffers. So can you just recount that for us? Well, first of all, it's because children face the same questions, they face the same heartache that we face, and they feel them just as deeply as we feel them. And and that's why I wrote A Place Called Heaven for Kids, to give uh, children the same assurance that we need, that we can't escape the evil of this world, but there is a better world that God has planned for us. And uh, I don't know, is this where you would like me to share the three tips for dealing with kids? Uh, you, you sure could do that. I, I did promise our radio audience that I was going to do two things, and let me bring the podcast audience up to speed. I said that Pastor Jeffress had three tips for children dealing with grief. As he tries to address their fears, he's writing this heaven book to address those. So absolutely, you can do that. And then, uh, John, I will get to what I promised that you would share. So go ahead, Pastor Jeff Rose. Well, first of all, uh, realize that children do 
hurt just as much as adults do when they experience a loss. It may be the death of a grandparent. It may be being bullied at school. Uh, it may be the breakup of a family. Uh, but they feel things deeply. So don't discount the pain your children or grandchildren are going through. Secondly, tell them the truth, especially about heaven. Don't tell them that everybody's going to heaven because, in fact, that's not true. Uh, Jesus said there is a heaven and there is a hell, and we do our children no favors by telling them untruths or telling them when we die we become an angel or something like that. Uh, and if parents don't know the truth about heaven, that's why I've written this book, because everything I answer in these 10 questions is based on the Bible, and there are Bible verses. There's not power in my words, but there is power in the Word of God. And then thirdly, I would say, use hurt and disappointment as an opportunity to share the gospel with your children. And that's why I've made it so clear in the final question about how children can receive the forgiveness of their sins and know that they're going to be in a place called heaven. You know the statistics. 85% of people who become Christians do so before the age of 15. We think children need to be more like adults to be saved. Jesus said adults need to become like children. And I hope people will use this book a place called Heaven for Kids as a tool to lead your child or grandchild to make the most important decision in life, and that is to trust in Christ for the forgiveness. Yeah, and it, you can use it as a tool. And a confession to both of you, gentlemen, I, I grew up in a family of all unbelievers, and I did not come to Christ until I was 35 and a half or 36 years old. Um, and, and that is why conversations like this are so important to me. Uh, my dad is actually a theologian, but not a follower of Jesus. So I take it very seriously when someone can come to me and say, this is the hope of heaven. And, and when somebody like John can say, everything that's said in the Bible about heaven is backed up by these experiences that people have. And they're so beautiful because they're so glorifying to God. They don't detract from the Bible. They don't add to the Bible. They just confirm the Bible. And I'm so grateful for that, John, that these folks have had these. Uh, for folks that are skeptical, truly. And so let's get to the skeptics. You address in your book the fact that people raise up flags and say, no, 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 this was medication cooking, kicking in. This was lack of oxygen. This was hallucination. These are all kinds of things that will happen when you die. These are chemicals that uh, influence the brain and cause you to see gardens and beautiful things and former relatives and things like that. Tell me, um, I know that at least one uh, scholar has worked on debunking all of these uh, explanations for give for saying that NDEs and visions of heaven that confirm the Bible just aren't true. Yeah, I mean, there, there have been multiple um, researchers and doctors, and uh, I've looked at it myself. But let me, let me say this that I do think is important, is that I do not encourage people to get their view of heaven from near-death experiences. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and, and, and two very important reasons, and I, and I write about some very important interpretive keys. It took me over 30 years to write it because there were some things that I didn't understand of how do they fit with what God has revealed. And I do think the Bible is the, it's the picture and the framework. These experiences are just little bits of color on the picture. And Yes, thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, each person is interpreting something, and one of the keys is that they knew there was a border or a boundary they couldn't cross and still come back to this life. In other words... Um, you know, Hebrews 8 says it's appointed for uh, humans to die once, then comes the judgment. This is not full biological death, so we can't determine what happens on the other side in eternity 
from these experiences. I think that's important to say. Right. However, um, none of the uh, you know so-called explanations, uh, whether it be uh, hallucinations or anesthesia, or I've heard DMT produces you know some of the same things. Um, you know, uh, pulling five Gs in a, in a plane. All of these can produce similar elements, but none of them account for the totality of the experience. In other words, you're talking about millions and millions of people all across the globe. And, and, and I report um, Christians from Iran, people in uh, New Zealand, in Singapore, um, a study between those in India and those in the United States. Um, the, the researchers who are not Christians report that the Indians do not see the Vedic loci, the dissolution of self into the impersonal Brahman. They see the same thing. And they talk about a man with a beard and a white robe and a book of accounts. That's the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and so... When you, when you look at all of them together and the corroborative experiences, in other words, people can see and say things that they shouldn't have been able to see, uh, and then you put together the after effects. One of the things we didn't cover is the life review. So in the presence of Jesus, people relive their lives, and they say time, like it says in Second Peter 3, uh, to the Lord, a year is like a thousand. Uh, a day is like a thousand years, and a year is like a, uh, a thousand years, like a day. Well, they say the same thing. Yeah, you so can. They, they relive their lives, and that changes the way they view life. They come back, whether they know Jesus or not. They come back saying, "I know that God is love, and I know that love is what He cares about, and and how I deal with my fellow human." Is what matters most. And, and this is the most dangerous question I'm going to throw out, but I'm doing it on the podcast. I didn't do it live on the radio. So um, this is the most dangerous question I'm going to ask. Dr. Jeffress, when you hear John talk about these, because I know that you uh, are an astute student of the Bible and you want to make sure that, that what you teach is of the Bible. I, 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 I like the fact that some of these folks who died got a glimpse of heaven didn't mean they were going to heaven because they weren't followers of Jesus but they got a glimpse that changed their lives and they became followers of Jesus do you think God would do that that would he would be so good that he would give somebody a, a horrific experience that they died and and got got to have a, a meeting with Christ and and then that was how when they returned to their living bodies they became followers because John has all these testimonies about how people's lives changed which by the way wouldn't happen from medication or lack of oxygen. Yeah. So, so what do you think of that? Well, in my adult book, <laughs> A Place Called Heaven, I one of the ten questions I answer is, have some people already visited heaven? And what I appreciate about John's book, it's totally biblical. John says that the uh, uh, authority we have is not experience, but it's the truth of God's right. Word. I probably have a little bit different take on near-death experiences than John does in some cases, but here's the bottom-line answer. I never would try to limit what God would do or wouldn't do. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants to do without asking me for permission. Yeah, thank you for the humility in that. I, I just am intrigued, and again, you have to understand my background um, by the way in which the God of the universe would allow something to bring somebody to him even in the throes of death because I have a ton of people in my life that aren't there and and so I, I, I received hope from that um, well and I do and I do say um, I don't think people should bank on that 
because oh, I oh no 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 I believe once you cross over fully yeah you're you're an eternity the angels had free will and they made an eternal choice there's no redemption in fact they're looking in on us learning from us it it, it says in Ephesians yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't bank on, you know, well, I'll get a chance when I die. No, no, no. And I don't misunderstand me. I'm not yeah. banking on it. But, of course, it gives me hope for my right. very elderly relatives that there's at least that chance. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, and, and I think, too, you know, you think about, I mean, Paul was a Christian killer. He didn't believe in Jesus. And on the Damascus Road, he sees the same thing. Yeah, that's the right. Blinding light, who he realizes is God. And, and, and this is a very important interpretive key. Jesus does not preach the gospel to him. Yeah. He yeah. says, go to the city. You'll find out what you need to do. He's, Jesus. And this is because God's MO has never been to uh, tell people himself. He uses people to reach people. That's why. That's what love does. So yeah. He sends Ananias to tell Paul, Paul, here's the gospel, and you've got to get baptized. Paul could have decided yes or no still. And that's an important thing, that people who have NDEs, some of them come back and they seek this God of love. Some of them come back and they seek an experience, and they don't. They miss it. But, hey, people saw Jesus do miracles right in front of them. Some called him a demon. Some called him the the Messiah. Yeah, different interpretations. All right, so I want to give you each a last word. So, Dr. Jeffress, the reason I did this is because I love God. And I'm a follower of Christ, and I have a ton of people in my life with worldviews that have nothing to uh, do with adhering to any of that. However, when I read what you've said in your children's book, and I know a bit about what you've said in your adult book about heaven, and then what John says in his book, I um, have so much hope for what God has for us in the end and what Jesus died to give us, that I just wanted to pass a taste of that onto our audience today. That's why I asked the two of you to come on. So as you think about that and think about that perspective and think about all the thousands of moms who listen to us, if you had a last word for moms about this topic of heaven based on the book that you've written, Dr. Jefferson, the way in which you've written it, written it, what would you say to a mom about herself and her children? Well, I would say to moms and their children, Look, life is difficult. Life is filled with sadness and hardships, and the Bible never diminishes that. But as Philip Yancey says, God does add one word to that suffering we experience now, and that is temporary. What we experience now, we won't always experience. This world is not the world God intended it to be. But one day there is a new world coming, and we can be a part of it if we know Christ as Savior. The Bible, I believe, is sufficient to tell us everything we need to know about that place called heaven. And the reason I've written this book, A Place Called Heaven for Kids, is to help parents share with their children the beauty, the wonder, the splendor of heaven, but most importantly, the way, the only way to heaven. And the only way is true not just for adults, but for boys and girls. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Yeah, and he said it so well. So so articulate our Jesus is. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Jeffers, for being on the show. I'm going to give a last word to John as well, but I do thank you for writing the book. I hope some folks will write in to uh, win copies of it. And uh, God bless you. Have a beautiful weekend. Thank you.
Yeah, thanks for being on. All right, and John, you have a moment to have a last word as well. As you hear my summation and why I said that I had this, you know, inkling to do this show, what would you say to the mom or to the child um, that is influenced by the mom? What would you say as, as kind of a last word? I know that you adhere to Scripture just as Dr. Jeffers does. Oh, but, yeah, but, I, agree. I agree with everything Dr. Jeffers just said yeah. or has said the whole program. And I would just add this. Um, this life is just the introduction to the first chapter of the real story of your life and your children's lives. And w- the life to come is more life than we've ever imagined. Uh, Jesus called it abundant life. And I think, yes, we get tastes of abundant life on this earth, but I think what he was really referring to is the life that's ahead of us. And I think the important thing to remember is so many times in this life, uh, we think, you know, being rich or famous or, you know, the glories of this life or making yourself known matters. That doesn't matter. Yeah. The little things you do in the life of your child, the little things you do to love and serve and the ripple effect of that, that's one of the most transformative things in the life review chapter of how Jesus shows people truly how just the smallest act of kindness and how that ripples through humanity. And on the other hand, the, the things that we do against each other, hurting each other, how that actually feels to others and, and, and the ripple effects that has. It just reminds you that, you know, it's, it's not the big things we do in this life that are going to matter the most. That when we're in his presence, um, he wants to reward us for every little thing done out of a motive just to please him and to love the people he's put in our lives. And the most important, uh, that you've been given responsibility for that no one else has are your kids. Yeah. Do, do you have kids, John? I do, and a grandkid on the way. Oh, well, congrats. In, in the oven. Well, so you know the <laughs> importance of the job that both you and your wife did, but the job of a mother. And thank you for just now issuing that healing balm to moms because you're saying that when these folks get the, the great opportunity of having a life review when they have a glimpse of heaven, that they are able to come back and realize that the small tasks of being a mother are among the most important and the most impactful. And, and so I'm so glad that you said that because so many moms in this day and age need to hear that because so many other things are held above and beyond that the rich and the famous and all that so oh, yeah. thank so thank you for saying that because moms need to hear of their importance and uh, how that's confirmed Absolutely. when people have ha- having glimpses so thank you for being with us on this uh, whole thing the radio show and then the extended podcast i'm a huge fan of your book i know it's not a replacement for the bible i have to keep telling myself but <laughs> no, but, it's not. but but it is a, a minute to be but but how many people reading the Bible have put it all together to see what's ahead? Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a confirmation of the Bible it it, in, in, in yeah. the modern day. And so, you know, you're not adding to it. You're not doing what John told us not to do. Right. Or, um, but, but, or was it John or Peter? No, Revelation. Yeah, it was John. Don't add to scripture. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. And you're not doing that. You're just you're just blessing what's been um, written. Just just for folks in the modern day, like me, and with folks with unbelieving families, just to make it real and raw, and 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 to bring science into it. So I just I thank you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Your your book has made me weep because it has been so healing to me. So God bless you, John. Thanks so much for being on the show, and uh, have a beautiful weekend with your family and that grandbaby on the way too. I will. Okay, take care. Okay, see you. 
Thanks so much for tuning into this podcast extra all about heaven. I hope you got to listen to the radio show. If you missed the radio show, you can go back. That's also on our podcast channel. You can get both of them. If you just need this hope of heaven in your life, and maybe you've got relatives that don't believe, maybe you're struggling to believe, maybe you can pick up one of these books and be blessed by it. I thank you so much for tuning in. And as I always say at the end of the show, if nobody's thanked you, if nobody's kind of recognized what you would do as a mom, God bless you and know that you're very, very important. And I'm thanking you for all that you do as a mom. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for tuning in to Channel Mom.